And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely Once I was seven years old It was a big, big world, but we thought we were bigger Pushing each other to the limits, we were learning quicker By eleven, smoking herb and drinking burning liquor Never rich, so we were out to make that steady figure Once I was eleven years old, my daddy told me Go get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely Once I was eleven years old Welcome to the program, America Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig Coming at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. I'll tell you folks, I love that song. That's Lucas Graham. Uh, The name of that song is Seven Years. And uh, we're going to play the rest of that uh, song throughout the program today. And we'll talk about it a little bit. And, uh, you know, young man, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just today is the first time I was able to, not able to, the first time I I tried to pull it up and look at the video. And and the, the, uh, the writer and singer of the song is a young guy. And uh, but I'd been hearing that song for quite some time. Um, you know, every now and then uh, the talk radio chatter just drives me crazy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'll switch over to music, uh, you know, as I drive around and uh, heard that song again. And it first the song first came to my attention last summer. And uh, I, I don't even know if it was new last summer. I, I really don't listen to music radio. Uh, like I did when I was that that young man's age, <laughs> and uh, there's just too much going on. But that's it's um, you know it it it, it kind of fits the times. You know, he's talking about um, making friends, getting getting a wife, or 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 you'll be lonely. And the words of his mother, the words of his father. You know, and uh, now I won't tell you right now what it says when he gets old. You're going to have to stick around and listen, <laughs> okay, uh, what what his uh, anticipation is perhaps of when he's in his elder years, okay? And so, but I play that because, you know, this is the really real deal, and uh, you know, and a lot of uh, talk radio just uh, focuses on what I call minutia. Okay, uh, it it focuses on details. It does not focus on the really real deal. It does not focus on things that affect you directly. Okay, uh, or the lives of your children and your grandchildren directly. Okay, and so I try to 
focus this program, The Really Real Deal, I try to focus it on things, uh, you know, I take the minutia that all the other talk show hosts give you, and I try to seek counsel from God's holy word. And this, you know, and this is not a quote-unquote religious show. Although, well, I don't know. Maybe I need to stop saying that. (laughs) Maybe it is a religious show. I don't know. Um, I just, I share with you, you know, what the Lord puts on my heart to share. And there's so much that if you were to look at it, uh, if you were to take the news, um, the way the news is delivered, it's difficult to make sense of what's going on. And I've been... Uh, blessed to be able to make sense of it uh, and to actually to be able to predict a few things. And now, now that doesn't mean I'm any sort of genius or anything, but I have a keen ear, you know, and, and God gave me this ear. And um, and for whatever reason, he, he gave me an ability to stand behind this microphone or stand in front of an audience or stand in front of a TV camera and articulate that which I hear, okay? And... Uh, But the first step in hearing is to be willing to listen, okay? And I'm willing to listen. And this, you know, the people that deliver nonstop 24-7 minutiae, I think they're so busy talking that there's not enough time to listen because there's this rush in in the competitive atmosphere of media. There's this rush to be not only first, but to be more sensational than the next guy, okay? And I, you know, and you all who are longtime listeners, and I know I have quite a few longtime listeners out there. I've been doing this on radio for 10 years, and, you know, anyone that has known me longer than 10 years, they will tell you, yeah, Craig, you were doing it longer than that before you were on radio. (laughs) And uh, to which I would have to plead guilty, okay? So, um, but it's... uh, you know, the things that are going on, shootings, okay, um, the political discourse, um, folks with whom uh, people disagree with their refused service and actually followed and taunted. And it's not an equal 50-50 scenario of these, these, these egregious things being done across the board. And a lot of times uh, people will tune out because they'll just say, oh, they're all, you know, they're, they're, they'll say oh, all of them are wicked. They're, you know, all politicians are evil, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats alike. And, you know, I want to get into that. I want to really do a, 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 a brief analysis of that. And let's find out, is this really the truth? Okay. Because, you know, our big brother, Jesus Christ, he didn't say, ye shall know what Brother Craig the Hatchet Man says, uh, you know, or what Donald Trump says, or what Barack Obama says, okay? And then that person shall make you free. That is not what Jesus said, okay? Jesus did not even say, ye shall know what I say, and I shall make you free. Jesus said, ye shall know the truth, And folks, it is the truth that shall make you free. And now there are people, you know, trying to wax eloquent 24-7 to say, well, Donald Trump is going to take your freedom from you, 
okay? He's going to put someone on the Supreme Court that's going to take away your freedom over your body, okay? Number one, people have freedom over their bodies, okay? This whole idea that, uh, you know, another conservative on the Supreme Court, one who would be uh, more conservative than the retiring Justice Kennedy, particularly on in social areas, because Justice Kennedy was was good on constitutional issues. He was good on some conservative issues, but not good on social issues, not any of them. Okay, and so we in the Christian conservative capitalistic constitutional coalition, you know, we would prefer someone that's strong in all areas of the of the uh, of the of the Republican coalition, Christian faith. That's, you know, your social issues constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, the, the full, we, we want to be, you know, not a low-fat Republican, a, a, uh, an onion-toting Republican, a full-fat Republican, not a celery and tofu Republican. That's not what we want. And their greatest fear is that this is what Trump will appoint. And so, again, you get the minutia, you get the, the overabundance of detail, I mean, I follow this stuff. I've been studying it for 20 years. And I'm going to tell you, folks, sometimes I have trouble following all this nonsense. And so to the person that's trying to live their life, rear a family, make sense, be a a decent person, rear their children to be decent people, and and just, you know, follow the rules and, and live a decent life, to that person... It can, it can be overwhelming to the point where folks will just tune it out. And so and when you tune it out, you may miss something good because you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater, okay? And so we want to discard the bathwater, but, folks, we, we really need to keep the baby, okay? And so that's why it's, um, it, it, it just takes a little bit of effort uh, to go through these things. You know, and, and I've been predicting, and I don't, you know, thump my chest when I say I've been predicting this, but I've been predicting for some time that there this was going to be a season of violence, okay? And, uh, and, and for those of you who uh, perhaps read the article that I wrote uh, a year before the um, Republican nomination for president when Donald Trump was just a candidate, Okay. Uh, not only am I the only news analyst in the nation, the one, well, the only one that I'm aware of. Perhaps you know it's not rocket science, so perhaps someone else got it right. But I, I predicted the top three. That's a trifecta. Okay, uh, Ben Carson number three, Ted Cruz number two, Donald Trump number one. Even though my original preference was Ted Cruz, I just didn't think Ted Cruz had the um, onion power to overtake Donald Trump because he was playing the Boy Scout game. And this is not a season for a Boy Scout. This is a season for an onion toter, okay? And you heard the intro we played. You know, I'm, I'm pretending to be a boxing announcer, you know. And in this corner, you know, weighing in at a set of blueberries, you know. And then here comes Donald Trump. He's in the other corner, and he weighs in as a set of Vidalia onions, okay? He's a steak and onion Republican. He's not a tofu and celery Republican. He's certainly not a blueberry tart. Now, does do, do, do I agree with President Trump 100% of the time? Well, listen, folks, 
there's only one person with whom I agree 100% of the time, and that's Mrs. Hatchet, okay? <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so, no, I do not agree with President Trump uh, 100% of the time. But I will say this. The more I see of President Trump, the more I like of President Trump, in spite of, you know, his humanity, okay? He's, he's a man trapped in a flesh suit just like the rest of us, okay? But his inclination is to do the right thing. His inclination is not to remake America the way Barack Hussein Obama stated, uh, I think it was five days before his inauguration, and he stepped up to a microphone and he proudly and arrogantly proclaimed, we're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. You know, I mean, how, how would you like it if you were five days away from your wedding and you overheard your wife tell your, well, your fiancé and she's telling her girlfriends, well, child, I can't wait because I'm, I'm five days away from fundamentally transforming John. You know, would that warm your heart? Okay. Or oh, the guys, you know, man, I can't wait because, you know, I'm five days away from fundamentally transforming Sally. I just, I can't wait. You know, the, the, so, no, it's, it's not the same. The two parties are not the same. All politicians are not evil and wicked any more than all doctors are not greedy. All lawyers are not corrupt. Well, I don't know. I mean, I better think. Well, I'm just joking, folks. <laughs> you know, I mean, anything you say, you know, whether you say all black people are X, fill in the blank. All white people are X, fill in the blank. All Jews, all Muslims, all, you know. I mean, that's what you call prejudice because you are prejudging, okay? And so some of it is just intellectual laziness, and some of it is just a sense of self-righteousness that as a substitute for knowledge, we just want to appear to rise ourselves above it and proclaim, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm a moderate because, you know, the, the, you know or I'm a libertarian or I'm a fill in the blank. And then at the end of your statement, because the Republicans and the Democrats, they're both corrupt. Now, obviously, there's some truth in that because you're going to find corruption. Now, I don't care where you look when you have a large group of people and you're talking about political parties that have millions of people in them and have tens of thousands in, in their leadership ranks. So obviously, there's some corruption, okay? But it's, we're, we're talking a matter of degree. And we're not talking, you know, 55-45. We're talking statistically significant, and as a matter of fact, a statistician would say 55-45 is, is um, statistically significant. But I'm not a statistician. I'm just, I'm dealing with you on a level of dealing with people and analyzing people, analyzing motives, analyzing intent, analyzing, well, the outcomes are easy to analyze, okay? Because the outcomes are right there. The outcomes, there's proof of an outcome. Okay, it's a little more tricky when you analyze intent. Okay, a little a little more tricky, and it requires more care. Okay, 
And because I care about my reputation as an analyst, I don't just throw these things out without any thought or without being able to offer you, uh, my audience, any proof. Okay. And so, but anyway, we're going to, I'm going to take our first break and then we're going to go through some of these things that I've laid out for you here. And, uh, but in the meantime, enjoy a little bit more of this wonderful song, uh, Seven Years. Writing songs, I started writing stories. Something about that glory just always seemed to bore me. Cause only those I really love will ever really know me. Once I was 20 years old, my story got told. Before the morning sun, when life was lonely. Once I was 20 years old. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. They can make it major. I got my boys with me, at least those in favor. And if we don't Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. We listened to a little bit of Lucas Graham there. He's talking about he's got his boys with him. I wonder if any of my boys are out there. The number here is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And, uh, yeah, that's... Um, it's 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 a very I, I hope you guys stick around to hear the rest of the song because the ending of it is it's um it's really something uh it it will make you think if it, if it's not making you think already you know but um anyway the um you know our subject uh matter today is um you know I think is powerful and profound uh there's this uh myth that um many people uh perpetuate 
that, uh, you know, we're all somehow, we're all somehow the same. And, and, and the sad thing about it is quite often it's my, my friends, my brothers and sisters who are, are fellow Christians, uh, they, who will proclaim this. Okay. And you can see even in the words of Jesus himself, he refers to our father and your father. Okay. And our father in the Lord's Prayer in the book of Matthew, okay, our Father who art in heaven, okay, who, who is the our, okay? He's talking to the believers, okay? And you look in John chapter 8, he's talking your father. Ye are of your father, the devil, okay? And the lusts of your father ye shall do. He was a liar from the beginning, and when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own. Okay, and so there's no equivalency here. Okay, and these, these, these are the words of our big brother, Jesus Christ. This, this is the word of God. This is not the word of Brother Craig. Now, you are, you are free to call up the program and disagree with me in my interpretation of it and uh, my explanation of it. I'm not a theologian, but uh, that, that seems pretty clear cut to me. Okay, I don't think you need a theology degree to understand that Jesus is not saying that all people, all groups, everyone's equal, okay? There are some areas in which there is equality, but, I mean, it doesn't get any more clear-cut than our father and your father, okay? And so there's two different ideas there. And even in the founding of this country, there was two different ideas. And a conservative is one who wants to conserve that particular idea upon which this nation was founded, which is namely that our freedom comes from God. It's a gift from God, okay? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there also is liberty, okay? And so, but to my libertarian friends, I would cite to them, ye are born free, but do not use your freedom for evil. Okay, and so, and this is not to put the smack down on libertarians. I love libertarians, but there's a limit to everything, folks. I mean, we can't just say, oh, because I'm a libertarian and and God created me free, therefore I can do, I mean, under the libertarian banner, you have Mambla, the Man-Boy-Love Association. You have a drug use Okay, now how are you going to have free drug use and free health care, which means the person that does not use drugs and, and is sober and, 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 and lives a healthy lifestyle, they have to pay the health care for the person who does do all these things. Okay, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up, folks. And anyway, on the other side of the break, we're going to unpack it, break it down a little more. And in the meantime, if you'd like to join that conversation, 
old Our songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And uh, I tell you, I still just love that song. And uh, he's up to 30 years old now. So you guys hang around and hear the end of it. And my apologies to our viewers who are viewing us uh, via uh, Facebook Live. And uh, Facebook is muting out that wonderful, wonderful song. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't know what to do about that uh, right here at this moment. But uh, anyway, your your friendly neighborhood hatchet man is back with you on Facebook. And, uh, hey, the phone number is right there if you're viewing on Facebook, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, um, and, and, and you know, what I was sharing uh, with you all about uh, this, this, this notion of some sort of equality, we had an unfortunate shooting. Um, a guy who, I mean, I, I pulled this picture up and looked at the guy. I mean, looks looks like a hippie from the '60s. Okay, um, this is a, a guy who he's had um, romantic trouble. Okay, uh, this whole case with that particular newspaper got started back when uh, he uh, met someone from high school, and it was like uh, I'm not sure if it was a high school reunion. Or somehow um, this this woman with whom he went to high school, uh, they were conversing on some social media, Facebook, something. I, I'm not, I can't remember uh, exactly which platform it was, but there was back and forth communication. And the woman was just doing it as a high school friend. And the guy was thinking there was more to it than there was. And so uh, it got to the point where because his romantic advances were rebuffed by this woman, he turned uh, very, very ugly. And the woman had to uh, file a lawsuit against him and have a restraining order. And this particular newspaper, the Capital Gazette, they wrote about it. Okay. And so this sent the guy into a tizzy. All right. And now, and this was um, like seven years ago. And so he's been having this uh, ever since. So this guy is very unbalanced. He, he's one of these 5150 people, um, you know, extra chromosome. I don't know what his deal is, but um, he's seems sane enough to get a government job, okay, because the guy works for the federal government, all right? But he's a nutcase. And, of course, the media, as I said in my opening, there's all this minutia. They don't care about getting it right. They don't care about context. They don't care about analysis, okay? And this is what I give you, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, okay? And this is why I tend to get it right. And it's not that I'm a genius. I take my time and I do my research, and then I speak on it. I don't try to speak on it in the first five or ten minutes, okay? And it's, and it's the same thing whenever there's been a national tragedy. You go back, Trayvon Martin, the brown boy in Ferguson, you know, these different things— I wait, you know, because when you jump, I mean, let's just take, for example, um, the uh, Trayvon Martin case. The first picture that they put up was a picture, an old picture when he was a little boy. And I look, oh, my God, this man killed a little boy? Turns out that was a, a picture that was about seven years old, okay? And so he was no longer that cute little boy, okay? 
And a lot of this is done purposely. And so if I am going to be a, um, I don't want to use too self-serving a word, but if I am going to interpret news and give you uh, news analysis and be true to what our big brother Jesus Christ said would would make you free, because remember now, he didn't say the hatchet man is going to make you free. He didn't say Donald Trump is going to make you free. He said it is truth, truth that shall make you free. And so you have to know to whom do I turn for truth. And I I want you to turn to the hatchet man for truth, okay? I want it to be said about the hatchet man, well, you can like him or you can not like him, but the man did not lie. The man did not exaggerate. The man did not make it up. The man did not rush to judgment. That's all. Okay, I don't need to be referred to as the greatest thing since sliced bread. Just that I'm giving you what Jesus said would make you free. And if that's not enough reason for you to tune in and to tell your friends or to maybe even, um, hey, how about go to the website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and click the donate button so I can keep delivering truth. Because there are a lot of outlets out here that they care nothing for truth. They care about ratings. And these untruthful outlets, they're making money hand over fist. And I have to run an ad for, uh, for donations. I'm, and I don't say that out of any um, animosity or bitterness. It's just it is what it is, okay? A lot of Christian TV and radio, well, not a lot of it, almost I think all of it, this is this is the this is the economic model that we have to deploy because for some strange reason people do not want to advertise because Satan has convinced them that of this fallacy of the again the equality of religions all religion is somehow something that's bad and biased and has no place in the public square you need to go do that in your prayer closet do that in your church do that at home And I understand why Satan says that. I understand why those that are yielded vessels of Satan say that. But the sad thing, and I'm not going to say I don't understand because the sad thing is I do understand why Republicans who would not even be in office without Christian votes. Without Christian votes, you wouldn't have a single Republican elected in this United States of America. Not one. But even them, even them, out of fear, no support for Christians. No support. Not one politician bought an ad on this. You think about that, okay? You think about the long history of me carrying water for the Republican Party, the 10 years of being on this radio giving spot-on analysis, Okay, the only news analyst in the country that got it right to say it would be Trump, then Cruz, then Carson, and in that order. And at the time I wrote that article, Ben Carson was leading at 36 percent. And the very next week, Trump took him out. He went from 36 to nine and the Joker never recovered. And then it was it it came down to Trump and Cruz. 
Now, a lot of people predicted Trump, but not many predicted, none that I've ever heard of other than me predicted Trump and Cruz and that the first of those three to fade would be Ben Carson and that none of the Jeb Bush or Walker up in Wisconsin, uh, Jindal uh, down in Louisiana, you know, um, you know, little Marco down in Florida, none of these jokers. And certainly that nitwit from Ohio, uh, John Kasich. These jokers didn't stand a chance. Not a single one of them. They did not stand a chance. And how many of these people that deliver you 24-7 minutia, okay, nonstop minutia, they pick, they pick the, oh, well, it's going to be Jeb because Jeb has name recognition and he has all the money. You know, how many said Walker? Oh, it's going to be Walker because Walker, he has beat the Democrats three times. You know, and all those things are true. Walker had beat the Democrats three times. Jeb did have most of the money and and most the most name uh, recognition. Well, I don't know if he had the most. I think tr- in name recognition, I think Trump probably would, um, I would say, yeah, Trump had more name recognition than Jeb. But in, in, in the political arena, among the political intelligentsia, in their mind, it was Jeb. But again, but these people, they all get it wrong. They all get it wrong. Here on The Really Real Deal, we get it right, okay? And there's no support. Not one politician bought an ad. Not one, okay? Not one. And they all are given a free platform here. And as a matter of fact, for the Senate race, all three of them, their their interviews are still up on my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. All three of them, okay? And so, and we, we, you know, in every election, we do the same thing. We give a platform uh, where they can come. But, you know, these guys, they will gladly go on a Democrat or a, a moderate Republican, you know, one of these Republican programs where they will say, oh, well, Terry McAuliffe, well, he's, he's Terry McGenius, you know, or, you know, they, they run ads for Democrats, but yet and still, these jokers will come to you, the loyal Republican Christian audience, and they will say to you, oh, well, you know, I'm a Republican. Or I'm a conservative. Well, what, what are you conserving? You might be a Republican, but you certainly, I guarantee you, when lunchtime comes, you're eating celery and tofu, not steak and onions. But as a conservative, what are you conserving? The average conservative does not know what a conservative is. What they do is they will choose different aspects of conservatism and they'll glom on to their favorite one. Well, I'm an economic conservative. Well, that would be Americans for Prosperity. Americans for Prosperity, they're not even supporting the nominee. But yet and still, they're an economic conservative. So what? It's okay for... um, Senator Tim Kaine to get reelected. It's okay for the Republican brand to get further and further destroyed because of your inability or in un- unwillingness to stroke a check. But you see, over at Americans for Prosperity, uh, you know, again, libertarians, not they, they, you know, folks need to open their Bible. And read about the, the various gifts. You know, different people have different gifts. And some people, their gift is to be able to write a check. Word of God, not the word of Brother Craig. 
word of God. And if that's your gift, then that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to financially support the one that does have a gift. And we all have gifts. We all, we just, we all have different gifts. And the body can't work if the whole body is nothing but a foot or nothing but a hand or nothing but a, a, a one great big eyeball or one great big brain. The body needs it all. It needs it all. And so what I'm saying is that this, this, this idea that there is equality, and you look at how Democrats stick together, how conservatives don't, Republicans don't, Christians don't. And then we wonder, how is it in a 70% Christian nation, a 70% center-right nation, state of Virginia, 72%, how is it that we're barely hanging on nationally and in Virginia, Republicans and Christians haven't won an election in two cycles. And here you got both senators are Democrats and wicked. You got a, a Democrat governor, Democrat lieutenant governor, Democrat attorney general. How is that? How is that? In a 70%, a 72% Christian state, a 72% center right state. How is that? You know, and, and so, but these people, oh, but there's no difference, Brother Craig. Oh, they're, they're all evil. They're all wicked. And so you tune out. Look at how these folks have morphed that how the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party. Particularly, if you have white hair, you might have fond remembrances of how the Democrats and the Republicans used to kind of sort of get along. And, you know, there's always been this undercurrent in the Democrat Party, but they, they never before took their mask off the way they do now. They're open and naked with this stuff now because they've, we've given them our children for, for, for generations, decades and decades. We put our children on school buses and we ship them off to the enemy. And now we're reaping the results of that, okay? They're teaching your boy to put a dress on. They're teaching your daughter that she can have her a girlfriend, okay? Or that you all this stuff is fluid. And then if you object, they'll throw you in jail. If I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's illegal in some states to give counsel to a child. A child now, a child. It's illegal to counsel your own child or even a child. If you're the pastor of a church, it's illegal for you to counsel this child and say, well, no, Miss McGillicuddy over at the, uh, over at the middle school, uh, no, she was wrong. You cannot be, you know, you cannot have a, uh, a chopadictomy and become a girl. That's wrong. You just, you, I mean, this, this is maddening. This is maddening, folks. And so this notion of this equality between these two types of thoughts, they are diametrically opposed to one another. Because if, the, if conservatism is conserving the idea that our freedom is defined by God and God is the author and finisher of our freedom, if that's the case, and, now, and if you call yourself a Christian, you have to say that, I mean, that's biblical. That's not Brother Craig. That's coming out of the Bible. 
And so, and if you call yourself a Christian, and this is a 70%, a 72% Christian state, a 70% Christian nation, and you say that with your lips, but then with your actions, you support the opposite, well, that's the very definition of a hypocrite. And I think a lot of it is just deception. Democrat deception. And so what it's going to take is going to take Christians to speak up, conservatives to speak up, Republicans to speak up, capitalists to speak up, okay? If you believe in these things or if you believe in even some, you don't even have to believe in all of uh, what I put on, up on our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, the seven C's of a successful society. If you believe in some of them, okay, then you have to, if, if, you, if you're a true person, if your word means something, and if in the quietness of your heart, in your own counsel, when you speak to the Lord and there's no one there but you and the Lord, and you say, Lord, I believe these things, and then you go out and, and you leave and you get busy with life and then you don't do these things, well, there's something wrong. There's a disconnect there. And what it's going to take is it's going to take people in authority, people in power, people in, that have been put into positions by God's permission, okay, just like I stand behind this microphone, not on the strength of Brother Craig, but by permission and grace of God, I stand behind this microphone and give you truth. Because as we, as I shared with you from the book of John, Jesus says that's the only thing that's going to make you free, truth, okay? Not Craig, truth. Not Trump, truth. And if we're unwilling to call these things, to, to imitate our brother Jesus Christ who said to the enemies of truth, ye are of your father, the devil. Jesus never said, ye are my friend across the aisle, and, you know, and I know you mean well, but y'all, you're sorely mistaken. But you've got preachers. You've got politicians who rely on support from you in my audience. They rely on your support. But they go out and they say and do things that are 100% diametrically opposed to you, to your future, to the future of your children, to the future of your grandchildren. And as we were listening to that, that, that beautiful song of, um, of um, you know, having friends, having a wife, not being lonely, not being alone, not being by yourself, okay, being a part of something. What are you a part of? Are you a loner? Are you careful about with whom you, you, you do partner, when you, when, you, when you partner up with folks? This is, this is the really real deal, folks. This is the really real deal, okay? You're not going to get this from Reverend Chickenfoot. You're not going to get this from people that have a financially vested interest in selling uh, uh, ads, whether it's radio or TV ads, and that they care more about ad revenue than they do about truth. Or they care more about, you know, the, uh, when you pass the plate, the plate is going to be full rather than your heart be full of truth when you leave. 
because the truth cuts. It's like a two-edged sword. It cuts. And you who have been longtime listeners, you know I give it to the Democrats just like I give it to the Republicans. But I don't fall into that falsehood of that they're both equally wrong. No, they're not equally wrong because on the Republican side, there you have we have a coalition that is fighting uh, for truth. And again, and I don't agree with them even 100% of the time, but I see their effort. I see, and I have to respect that effort, and I have to help that effort. And I have to help you, you who care, okay? I have to help you avoid the deception of the Democrats saying we're the party of the nice people. We love everyone. We are tolerant. And they are not tolerant. They are not fair. I saw a a Democrat woman on the news yesterday. Uh, I think this chick was from Maryland. I forget her name. A black female uh, from Maryland. Uh, She's a member of Congress. And uh, she, and she, she went to the, uh, the, the cameras and say, well, we Democrats, we have to we have to play by the rule book and the Republicans, they just do whatever. And the exact opposite is true. The exact opposite. Because how many years I've been talking about Republican Governor Goofball, Republican Senator Stu Pid, you know, the Boy Scout scenario, who all, all they know how to say is, well, my friend across the aisle is sorely mistaken. A Democrat walks out onto a baseball field, uh, asks uh, a bystander before he gets there, is, is this the practice of the Republicans or the Democrats? Oh, this, this is the Republican practice. And so, and then he pulls a gun out and starts shooting people. And what do the Boy Scout Republicans do? Oh, well, this is an outrage. And uh, today we're all congressmen. We're not Republicans and Democrats. Oh, Really? Did the shooter ask if are these are these uh, plumbers and electricians or are these congressmen? No, I don't think so. The shooter said, and this is eyewitness uh, an eyewitness report. The shooter said, "Is this the Republican or the Democrat baseball practice?" Now, had it been a Democrat baseball practice, and he asked that question, and someone told, oh, well, these are the Democrats, and then say he was an NRA member and a Christian to boot. Well, a Christian a, a Christian wouldn't do that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but where he, uh, someone that they could claim was a, was a Christian or they, that they could claim was a member of our coalition, do you think the Democrats would have said, oh, well, today we're all congressmen? No, they would seek to pin this. They would do it, and they do it all the time in a wrong way, and we can't even do it when we're right. How, how do you win in that scenario? When you have truth on your side, you have people in leadership will not even use the truth. The opposition will use a lie. This guy, uh, what's this guy's name here, the, uh, the shooter? Uh, let me pull this thing up. The um, I I have his name. I oh boy, okay, so much paperwork in front of me here. But um, Ramos, okay, this guy's name is Ramos, and they're trying to call him a white guy. You know, he has a Hispanic last name, 
okay? And it's the same thing with Zimmerman. Zimmerman has a, um, I think Zimmerman is a German name, but his mother was Hispanic. And so this was a guy who was a lifetime Democrat. He voted for Barack Obama twice. His mother is Hispanic. And he's uh, spent many, many years in the uh, inner city community helping out uh, people and open his home up to young blacks with a tutoring program. Okay, but he has an altercation, but but he's a he's a very light skinned Hispanic and he has his, his father's surname. And because his altercation is with a black male, then oh now rather than just be a Hispanic, he's a white Hispanic. And so they do this over and over and over again, this division among race. Okay? And here you get Goofball Republicans can't even use truth. Democrats willing to use lies. How do you win in that scenario, folks? Anyway, we're up against our bottom of the hour. Uh, well, actually, we're up against our top of the <laughs> our top of the hour news break. We're gonna take that break, and uh, we will be right back. as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear? About life, my woman brought children for me, so I can sing them all my songs and I can tell them stories. Most of my boys are with me, some are still out seeking glory, and some I had to leave behind. My brother, I'm still sappy, soon I'll be 60 years old. My daddy got 61. Remember life and then Welcome life back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig, coming back at you live, and we're still playing that song seven years, folks, and uh you know, he's getting on up there close to 60 years old now. So uh, you guys, you stick around and, uh, and, and listen to the rest of it. Uh, we'll, we'll play the final part uh, on our very next uh, commercial break. And, uh, you know, not, not that we have a lot of commercial breaks uh, here, as I was sharing with you in our first hour uh, we're we're really a listener supported program. So if you if you like what you hear uh, on this broadcast, uh, we would uh, humbly ask uh, that you become a financial partner and support this program. And uh, so for the life of me, I, it's, I I have a hard time figuring out why 
uh, our shipmates. And, and again, uh, when I say shipmates, I mean we in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic uh, coalition. If the ship, if the ship of state goes down, if the Democrats uh, and the coalition of evil succeed in their attempt to uh, destroy this nation and 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 uh, fundamentally transform, or actually to finish the work of Barack Obama, who openly declared that he wanted to fundamentally transform this nation, and if somehow uh, you know they're able to do that. Uh, then we we all go down, folks. Okay, we all go down, and you you see, you have to see. I mean, you have to be living on Mars not to know that Christians are under attack, conservatives are under attack, capitalism is under attack, the Constitution is under attack, true choice is under attack, consistency and application of law is under attack. You know, I mean. And, and, of course, confrontation with evil. Evil never wants to be confronted. They don't want to be confronted. So quite naturally, you know, any confrontation that we have against these people, that's quite naturally, that's under attack. Okay? So everything in the seven seas of a successful society, the Democrats are against. And, again, the, you know, they're the ringmasters of the coalition of evil. And we, you have to be able to call evil, evil. You have to be able to call a liar, a liar. You, you have to be able to do this. You know, and don't hand me this stuff about I'm a Christian and, 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 you know, we're all God's children. We are not all God's children. Because Jesus says, our father, and then he says, your father. And you have to choose. Choose. Just like the prophet Elijah said, choose. I think Elijah was a little hot under the collar. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what's wrong with you people? You know, you got Baal over there and you got God Almighty over here. Now choose, okay? You know, uh, Elijah was tired of talking. Now I'm not tired yet, but I do, I do feel Elijah's frustration, you know? And sometimes I feel like I could take 450 of these jokers down to the river and do them in too. But I have to, you know, in, 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 in my scenario, the river has to be the place of truth, the flowing of truth, that's my river. And so I take them down to the, the river of truth. And yeah, I'll, I'll slay 450 of them, okay? Because I have a sword right here that I'm using as I stand behind this microphone, the sword of truth, okay? And I know that, you know, I know every, you know, believe me, I know I'm a little hard on preachers uh, sometimes. And I know some of you perhaps take exception to my uh, terminology like, you know, Reverend Chickenfoot or some of my Republican friends, you may take exception to, you know, terms like um, tofu and celery Republican or blueberry toting <laughs> Republican, blueberry tart. I, I know, I, you know, uh, I, you know, a wise man has friendships in all walks of life. Okay. And I try my best to be a wise man. And so God has blessed me to develop friendships in all walks of life. I even, some of my best friends are Democrats, believe it or not, okay? <laughs> all right? <laughs> but um, anyway, I do this with a spirit of love, and I, I guess I need to be mindful to repeat that from time to time. Uh, and in the times we live in, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm backing down from one syllable of what I've said because I do not back down. 
But even a father who loves his son has to rebuke and reprove his son as evidence of his love, okay? And so I offer my rebuke, my reproving, my exposing. This is evidence of my love because it's, it would be much, trust me, folks, it would be much easier, uh, particularly in the financial arena, it would be much easier for me to imitate these other jokers out here and, you know, that way I'd be able to have Republicans and Democrats on the program. I could run ads for them. You know, how many guys out here, you know, call themselves conservative Republicans, you know, and they're, you know, policy experts. And they, you know, and, and, and these wicked Democrats, they just treat, treat them like they're best, they're best, best pals. They're just buddies. They're, they're just, they're great, you know. They draw revenue from them. You know, how, how, can, how can a Democrat party go against something as basic to freedom as property rights? And then you have a Democrat runs an ad that, hey, my law firm, I'll help you. If the government comes after your property, I'll, you know, I'll defend you. I'm the property rights king. But your, your party, I mean, in a 75-25 um, constitutional amendment vote just a very few years ago, which means what? Half the Democrats voted yes and all the Republicans because we are roughly evenly divided politically, even though all of the top elected officials are Democrats, but the majority are Christians and, and uh, center-right kind of sort of conservatives. 70%, 72%. Well, it depends on which poll you believe, but it's in the 70s. And in Virginia, it's a little bit higher than it is nationally. Okay? And so, you know, to stand here and just give you undiluted truth and to say, well, these people are wicked, they're not mistaken, they know what they're doing, it would be much, much easier to kind of go easy on them and give you a heavy dose of minutia, which is repetitive. And if you're a listener to this program, in all likelihood, you've heard it already. So why would I bore you with what you've already heard? You've already heard the, all the minutia. You already know there was a shooting. You already know five people got killed and, and, and two were injured. You know that already. You already know Justice Kennedy is retiring. You already know that the Constitution is under attack. You know, you, what you don't know is the deeper analysis, which is what I try to give you here, the in-depth analysis. Okay? And if you'd like to participate, maybe ask a question. If there's something else you'd like to know other than what I'm talking about, hey, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And, uh, and again, you know, back on this thing about the equality or the alleged equality of the two sides in this uh, fight. And I don't mean Republican and Democrat when I say two sides, although the natural expression of those two sides in a modern context, it roughly equates to Republican Democrat. Roughly now, not precisely, it roughly equates, okay? Particularly, it roughly equates in matters of pu public policy preference, okay? It, that's the way it's expressed today. The Republicans tend to want more freedom for you, the individual. 
you, the radio listener out there, you, the Facebook viewer checking out the hatchet man, you, the taxpayer, you, the citizen. Okay. And the Democrats, generally speaking now, not all Democrats, because again, quite a few Democrats are under deception. Quite a few are under deception, but the, 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 the policy platform of the Democrat party whether you as an individual, listen to me now, whether you as an individual Democrat agree with the, these things or not in your personal public policy preferences, you cannot deny, particularly if you take a little time to, to analyze, you cannot deny that the policy preferences of the Democrat Party are the exact opposite. More government more power to government and, and those who are, quote, unquote, deem themselves your betters, those that know more than you, they're, they're more moral than you, and they have the right to override your will because, after all, you're so stupid that it's in your best interest that someone other than you make decisions for you, okay? It's like when a person uh, gets to a place in, in age where they have dementia and the court appoint, appoints a guardian to see to that person's affairs. Well, this is how the Democrat Party treats you Democrats, okay? And so if you get off of the hate and anger that they spew and focus your, your attention on policy preferences that they promote and what do these portend for you, your children, and your grandchildren. So, again, we get into the idea of you cannot be intellectually lazy, okay? You can't just have a Democrat say, oh, well, Trump and all those Trump people, they are racist. They hate women. They hate blacks. They hate Hispanics. They hate children. They hate Clinton. I mean, how ridiculous is this, okay? Republican men are more likely to marry the women with whom they have children than Democrats are, but yet we hate women? Do you realize how stupid that is? And when's the last time you heard anyone other than me say it like that? I can answer that. Never. Never. Because Republicans are too weak. They want to be nice. And there's, there's no level of niceness that you Republicans can offer these Democrats that they will accept. There's no level. None. It's not ever going to happen. They're going to hate you. Because they hate freedom. Because with slavery, whether it's the change that the Democrats had on people in the past, or the, the physical change, that is, or the change they have on people's minds today, the Democrats love slavery because they see themselves as the slave masters. They see themselves as the overseers. They see themselves as those that are better than. And then they go to the guy at the bottom and they use the 10th commandment against you. It's spiritual jujitsu. The 10 commandments are for your benefit. But remember, Saul Alinsky taught these Democrats use their book against them. What does it mean when Saul Alinsky tells people like Hillary Clinton, who did a thesis on Saul Alinsky, and Barack Obama, who can be seen on a YouTube video in front of an audience with a Saul Alinsky diagram up on the blackboard, and he's teaching Saul Alinsky tactics, okay? So what does it mean when he says use their book 
against them. Well, in one way, it's been explained already, and that's the Boy Scout effect, that they want to be nice people. And they, so you just use, so if they, they, if they ever uh, get critical, uh, you have to say, oh, well, aren't you a Christian? Isn't that against the teachings of Jesus? And so they'll selectively choose things in our Christian faith that would retard us from a full expression of uh, exposing, rebuking, and exposing falsehood. But the full gospel is the antidote to that. You just have to be a Christian who takes time to read the Word and be a member of a church where the Word of God is taught and not this uh, kindergarten version of Christianity. That solves that problem. Now, the other area in which uh, they would use uh, your book against you is the simple fact that this, this, this false notion of uh, we're all God's children, and I alluded to this in, the, in our first hour, and again, the antidote is to just simply read the words for yourself. All right, And now if you're unwilling to do that, there's no eloquence I can offer you that would make you do that. It just, it just requires effort on your part, okay? And again, uh, another thing, uh, God's Word does say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, which means what? Reverend Chickenfoot has to stop being Reverend Chickenfoot. Reverend Chickenfoot has to lose his fear. And the most oft-repeated phrase in the Bible is fear not. As a matter of fact, every time an angel appears in the in the Bible, what the angel in I don't know if it's because angels have such a um, aura around them that it would startle you. I, I don't know the why of it, but every time an angel appears in the Bible, the first thing out of that angel's mouth to the person who is beholding that angel is fear not, fear not. And so if we just get rid of the fear, and it's, and, and it's okay to just speak the truth. It's okay, okay? It really is. You know, and let's look at some of the issues that are before us today, okay? For those of you who have not yet been convinced, or maybe you're joining us late, okay? We have um, the last time we had a... Um, the last time we had a guy to get a uh, 97-0 vote, okay, was February 3rd, 1988. That was Kennedy, okay? That was Kennedy. Bork went down 42-58. Scalia went in 98-0. And so to take out Bork, they gave these uh, really, really uh, good votes for uh, Scalia and Kennedy. Rehnquist, 65-33. Sandra Day O'Connor, 99-0. Okay? Well, you, she was a woman, so you knew she was going to get 99-0. That's under Reagan. Under H.W., Clarence Thomas barely squeaked by. Souter got in 
90 to 9, okay? 90 to 9, Suter got in. And Suter, and he, now he was, he was appointed by H.W. And he's been a stalwart of the left ever since. Without fail, has never, ever, ever voted conservative. Never. Clarence Thomas, on the other hand, the most consistent conservative of all of them, okay? The, he was even more conservative than Scalia. I remember one time Clarence Thomas stood one to eight on an issue of, uh, on, an, on a point of law. Now, on the law, Clarence Thomas was correct, but everyone else voted. The other eight justices voted against because the defendant was a black man. And so the only black man on the court stood for truth. Everyone else, out of fear, had to go with political correctness. Now, that's courage, folks. That's courage. It would have been real easy for Justice Clarence Thomas to just go along with the other eight and let it be 9-0 against. It would have been real easy. But the man stood on principle. The man stood on truth. Okay? And certainly, the Democrats had an inkling that he would do that because, I mean, 52-48, that's tight. And how many of you remember the high-tech lynching? That's Clarence Thomas's words, okay? How many of you remember the phrase, well, it's not the nature of the evidence, it's the seriousness of the charge. We have to investigate these things, the seriousness of the charge, you know? I mean, these, these people, they're so full of themselves, you know? It's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, okay? Tom Foley was the Speaker of the House uh, the first time that seriousness of the charge thing was brought up, okay? And this is, is so, folks, there is no equivalency, okay? No equivalency, none whatsoever, you know? Any time you have, um, any time you have, uh, Republicans that will go um, like 96 to 3 for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, okay? Stephen Breyer, 87 to 9, okay? I mean, let's just take Ginsburg, 96 to 3. This woman, she was appointed by Clinton, but this woman was actually the uh, general counsel for the ACLU. You're going to tell me that's, I mean, I mean, come on, the ACLU? She was actually their general counsel. She should have to recuse herself for, from almost every case. But this is Boy Scout Republicans, okay? 90, 96 to 3, okay? Republican put someone up, 52-48, okay? Or 42-58 in the case of Bork got, you know, got kicked out. All right, so there's no reciprocity. There's no reciprocity. And look at here lately, okay? 54-45 for Gorsuch. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I would have fired Gorsuch uh, for what he pulled after he got nominated if I was Trump. You know, Trump doesn't fire enough people, in my opinion. You know, 
He had a TV show where for being fake, he could say you're fired. Now, when we need him to say you're fired, the Joker won't say you're fired. Because when uh, during the waiting period, when the vetting period, rather, of, of Gorsuch, uh, he had had a conversation with a Democrat senator uh, where they made mockery of President Trump. And, of course, the Democrat senator leaked that out. And so, and so what does that tell me? That tells me that Neil Gorsuch is, A, he's in agreement with the low opinion of Trump, and, B, he's stupid enough to articulate that to the enemy camp. And he should have known full well that it would be leaked. So, I mean, even if you give him the benefit of the doubt and say, well, that's not what was in his heart, he was just trying to agree with the Democrat senator in order to win him over to vote for him. Even if you go that far, if you like bending yourself into a pretzel to give Neil Gorsuch uh, the benefit of the doubt, it was still stupid because there's nothing you can say in Washington that stays secret, okay? And so if I were Trump, I would have revoked his nomination on one of two grounds, either stupidity or malice, okay? And you mark my words. Uh, He's a young man. He's going to be on the court for a very, very long time, and we are not, in the long run, we are not going to be happy with him any more than we're happy with John Roberts, uh, the chief justice, who tied himself in a pretzel to approve the Obama scam health law, which the Constitution states all spending bills have to start in the House of Representatives, all of them. That's the Constitution. They all must start there, okay? And this one did not. They, they called it a tax. I mean, it's just all kinds of things. He just rewrote it in order to suit himself, okay? Because you had a president with brown skin, and again, the fear to tell him no. We're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour break. We will be right back. Make me the cars to take us over the road. Make me the train to carry the heavy load. Make me the electrolyte to take us out of the dark. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back to you here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. Our final 30 minutes of today's program. We just heard the last of that wonderful song and uh, Seven Years by Lucas Graham. And, uh, you know, and he closes it out saying soon he'll be 60 years old. Well, I think the world is a, a, a cold, hard place and um you know will he have children that will come to see in his words visit me maybe once or twice a month <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean that really is uh, something to think about you know 
and uh, and now we're playing Facebook live. And every time we play a little snippet of that song, Facebook mutes it out because Sony owns the song in here. Now, how many people are hearing that song for the first time may go out and purchase the song? I mean, these knuckleheads, they, they're so into their rule book, okay, because Sony owns the song and I'm supposedly I can't use the song even though it's settled law that if you play a snippet less than a minute long and the program is not sent. In other words, this is not a music. This is not a music program. This is a talk radio program. And I'm actually talking about and explaining the song. I mean, I'm sending these jokers over at Sony, customers probably, okay? And so, they're, well, anyway, I've already sent a, um, a, a Facebook dispute uh, to, um, you know, maybe the uh, Facebook video as we republish it. Uh, you know, maybe they'll lighten up and not mute the song out. But I mean, if they do, fine. You know, maybe they'll they'll just losing customer customers. But it's uh, you know that can be frustrating. That can be frustrating. But anyway, welcome back to the program, America. Uh, this is your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig. This is the really real deal, and uh, this is our final uh, and now final twenty five minutes. Uh, of today's program and uh, and that you know and I want you to think about that you know when you get old are you going to be bitter you know and so I'm trying to get you to think in terms of your future the direction of your family the direction of your church the direction of your community uh, the direction of the the wider community or our nation and the direction of the world okay the phone number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, and, you know, and again, we've been talking about uh, this, this false notion of equality, you know. And you have the, um, again, I'm going to go to the Bible. What Jesus says, heaven suff- suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You know, is there is there an equality in violence? I say no. In any more than I just explained to you, there's no equality in how these Republican and Democrat senators uh, view, given the opposition party, the right to nominate uh, a Supreme Court justice of their of their choice. There's there's no equality. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg only has three people to vote no against her. Only three. You know. I mean, and, and you look at how they treated uh, Clarence Thomas, you know, with all this phony, ginned-up sex talk. I mean, this is all the Democrats have, okay? It's hatred. It's violence. It's Republicans are mean. Republicans are predators. Republicans hate uh, women. They, they hate brown people. And here I am. I'm brown. You know, I mean, so what do I, I hate myself? Well, of course, they would call me an Uncle Tom. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, okay? And um, we're going to welcome Big Mike to the program. Mike. Man, hey, you know, like I've said many times before, if they accuse you of doing something wrong, you know they're the ones that are doing it. Exactly. But what I wanted to say is it seems like they're having a, a hard time getting enough states together to have this uh, convention of states to sort of rein in the federal government. And I, I, I don't think they're going to be successful because I personally believe that a whole lot of these state legislators, legislatures, are just as corrupt as the national. 
This is true, but now we are. I think I don't think it's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. Well, we need we need seventy five percent. Okay, and uh, it, it's a very high bar, but the founders made these things a high bar on purpose so that we couldn't willy nilly uh, amend the Constitution and see. And Mike, this is the answer to these neoliberal uh, coalition of evil Democrats who claim falsely claim that the uh, Constitution is a living document. And it can mean whatever uh, a 5-4 majority of the Supreme Court says it means, that it has to grow. It, it does have to grow, but this, the con- what the Convention of States is up against is the bar as high as would be uh, if the, uh, a constitutional amendment was put forth, which is 75, three-fourths, 75%. And it's supposed to be a high bar. You know, because the Constitution is not supposed to be amended easily. And, you know, these are things that the Constitution is the contract under which we all live as citizens. Um, And and, and it's not supposed to be, you know, if you have a majority here or there, uh, a slim majority, that slim majority is supposed to be able to run its will uh, over, over, you know, easily 49% of the country. It's just not supposed to be that way. So, you know, I'm like you, Mike. I hope we're able to pull it off. Uh, and it is it difficult? Yes, it's difficult. But see, this is where what I was saying e- earlier uh, is very similar to evangelizing as a as a Christian. Okay, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes, you know, by the preaching of the Word of God. So someone has to be the preacher, the oracle, the speaker. Someone has to do these things, Mike. And so if no one's willing to do it because of the heat that comes on you, then it just doesn't get done. And then you have people on the deception, and you gave me the big thing, uh, the Democrat, the Ds of the Democrat Party. One of those Ds. Ds. The four Ds of the Democrat Party. Yeah, one of, well, it's five now because I added deception to it, brother. Did I give you permission to do that? That's all right. I trust you. At least, you you know, you got the guts to get on the air and and speak your mind, which is more I can say for some of these... like you say, blueberry toting Republicans. Oh, yeah. Isn't that something? And, you know, the thing about it, Mike, is when you have a Republican that's toting a set of blueberries and they go out and they endorse a Democrat, think about all the... Uh, let's just take uh, Senator John Warner, for example, okay? Yeah, or um, or former, uh, former state Senator Bill Bowling, okay? Or uh, former mayor of um, Virginia Beach, um, what's his name? Will Sessions. Okay, and I just those three come to mind. They're not the only three now, but these are high level Republicans that have they actually endorsed um, Terry McAuliffe over Ken Cuccinelli uh, five years ago. I know. Okay, we eat our own. Right. But see, think about how many Republicans knocked on doors for these three men. How many Republicans wrote a check so that they could purchase ads and hire staff? You know, how many Republicans, how many Republicans work the phone banks for these people? Well, okay. And then the, and, and then the, the state party decides we don't want Bill Bowling. We want Ken Cuccinelli. Okay. And because Ken is not the old insider, he's of my generation, Generation X guy. And Bill Bowling is a baby boomer. Good old guy. Good Bill old Bowling. boy. Good yeah. Old guy. And see, the boomers have been in power since George Allen in Virginia. 
The last non-baby boomer governor of Virginia was Doug Wilder. He was an older generation, the silent generation. So we've had like seven or eight baby boomers in a row, and uh, I think it's eight with Northam, okay? And so here we are. uh, Well, even if it had been um, Gillespie, which was never going to happen, you still would have had a baby boomer, okay? It would have had to have been Corey Stewart for it to be my generation, Generation X. And so they keep smacking my generation down, okay? They smack down Ken Cuccinelli. They smack down Corey Stewart. Nationally, Ted Cruz called, um, uh, what's his name in the Senate, Uh, McConnell. Yeah. He called him a liar. Yeah. And the the smackdown just came, and no one stopped to ask, okay, did the man lie? That was, Mike, that was never asked. Yeah. It was just, well, it's not the rules of the Senate. You're not being uh, you're not being a good little boy. We're supposed to play nice, and you can say that behind closed doors. But see, my generation, we don't we don't want to do that, Mike. My generation, Generation X, we're a more tougher, hard-nosed generation. Some of us anyway. You know, this joker, uh, Trey Gowdy, he's my generation. I'm so ashamed of him. You know, Joker's 53 years old, Mike, and every time you turn around, he has a new hairstyle, you know, well, or a new well, beard. Now he has a beard again, okay? It, it he, seemed like he did get tough yesterday or the day before. With words, Mike. Yeah, I mean, with, the man well, can't figure out that. how to dress himself. He's like a child, okay? He's like one day he has dippity-doo in his hair. Next yeah. day is combing it to the left. Then he yeah. combs it to the right. Then he has a beard. Then he shaves the beard off. Now the beard is back. Okay, yeah. and then he's using profane language uh, to to make everyone think that he's really yeah. going after Rosenstein. Where yeah. are Rosenstein's handcuffs? Where's Rosenstein's orange jumpsuit? Where's Hillary Clinton's orange jumpsuit? Really, and they, I mean, you know, and, and what the, uh, they uh, convicting uh, what's his name of uh, lying? And yeah, I mean, Flynn. we've had three people. We've had Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Obama didn't know how to tell the truth. Exactly, now, they're all millionaires, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. And they're illicit millionaires because the Clintons got $145 million from Russia in exchange for our nuclear. As a matter of fact, I got, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. If that, if that ain't being a traitor, I don't know what is. Look, you folks out there, there's an article in National Review by DeRoy Murdoch. The Russians colluded massively with Democrats, okay? you mm-hmm. got, I have the article up here. You guys need to read that article. And it just, I mean, this whole thing is a farce. The, I mean, even the, uh, the Steele dossier, this was uh, the Democrats colluding with Russians to put out, you know, this fake stuff about Trump hired a prostitute yeah, to urinate on a bed because yeah. he thought Obama slept in the bed. I mean, that's a warped mind, number one. And, I mean, Trump, even if Trump harbored such silly type of uh, childhood obsessions, the man is too smart to do anything like that, knowing full well he's in a hotel in a foreign country and that he's being spied on. This is a man that's been around powerful people his whole entire life. He's this not a Boy Scout Republican in his, at his first rodeo. I well, mean, you know, if we had decent Republicans today, they would demand, they would demand that this whole thing be shut down, tell Sessions, you recuse, you know, you, you, you unrecuse your recusal and you shut this garbage down. Right. And you do it now. But see, this is what I, I would go a step further, Mike. If I were advising President Trump 
I would say, listen, Mr. President, you have to, you are in command, so therefore you have to command, okay? You have to command, and you have to find whatever tools you have at your available to put handcuffs, do a perp walk on these people. This is the see the only thing evil people respect is power. Okay, You're and right. see in the in the jungle, the lion, you know, when when the lion walks up to the watering hole, Mike, he does not have to bring a resume. He does not have to cite legal precedent. He doesn't have to say, well, I'm a lion and you're a lamb, therefore I get to eat you. He'll just eat him. Right, right. Okay? And so if if you are the lion, Trump, you're the lion. So when you walk up to the watering hole, the other animals, they back on down, man. I mean, I'm almost ready to use some some rough language here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I got to watch my tongue when I'm talking on the show here. Yeah, well, we both do that. The the Holy Spirit helps us, Mike. But this is what, this is the only thing these people uh, respect. And so until some of them go to jail, they're not incentivized to stop. Okay. You're right, and the Republicans, they're not going to do anything. Well, then, That doesn't look like it so far, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, I know one thing, Democrats, you better hope I never get to go to Washington and become an advisor to President Trump, because mm-hmm. if I do, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, 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 I hope some miracle happens and you get to be his advisor then. Yeah. Either you or me, from or both of us together. From, from your from your lips to God's ears, and uh, as a matter of fact, Maximus the Hatchet Hound, he just stood up when he when he heard that. <laughs> hey, okay, good talking with you. All right, Big Mike, mighty good show. Mighty Thank good you, show as usual. All Take right, care. thank you. God right. bless. All right, yeah, Maximus the Hatchet Hound is in the house here, and uh, yeah, I gave him a treat for that one. Yeah, so, but you know. Back to what we were uh, talking. Oh, and I need to mention to you folks uh, that today is our last time on uh, 97.7 FM. I meant to do this throughout the program because I'm sure there are some people that were listening earlier and uh, have now left us. But uh, we are, we we simulcast. We're on two stations right now, 8.20 a.m. and 97.7 FM. Now, if you're listening on 97.7 FM, select 820 AM and preset it in your, if you're in your car, just preset it at 820 AM because uh, for the next several, I don't know if it's going to be weeks or months, we're only going to be uh, broadcasting on 820 AM. And now the station, they are, they do have a, uh, a permit in to get another FM signal. But how long that's going to be, I'm not sure, okay? Uh, I'm not sure. And uh, so, but we are uh, working on expanding. I think we may be in Lynchburg, uh, Virginia soon, and we still are in discussions uh, out in the Phoenix, Arizona area, uh, KFNX, 1100 AM, 50,000-watt voice, uh, big, big station, uh, out in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm really looking forward uh, to being out there. And, uh, you know, and if you want to be a watchman on the wall along with me, uh, one of the things you could do to help us accomplish this is, uh, hey, lend your financial support. And uh, freedom is not free. Uh, for whatever reason, the business community 
because, you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I really, and you know, and I'm not one of these guys you often hear say, I don't understand because there's so many things that I do understand. And so I'm not, you know, oh, I don't understand why the Democrats are wicked. Well, because they're wicked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do understand it. All right. And, uh, and really I do understand I, it's, it's fear. It's, it, it's, it's fear, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, very established uh, national programs, uh, whenever there's an opportunity to pounce, there's someone out there willing to uh, file a lawsuit or file a complaint or uh, go on uh, social media. Uh, you just saw one very recently against uh, Laura Ingram and several of her advertisers pulled out. And so there's this, this fear factor that, oh, the hatchet man is going to say something and uh, we're going to have an angry mob. I mean, there were, what, 700 people got arrested, Democrats, evil, wicked Democrats, okay, uh, members of the Coalition of Evil. Now, I had, I, I put a call out, I, this was, uh, matter of fact, this was five years ago. I put a call to show you again the inequality, which has kind of been a theme of today's program, just to show you the inequality, the inaction on our side, and the the harsh, wicked action that they're willing to do on their side, okay? Uh, you know, they're never shy about protesting uh, any Republican uh, politician. They're never shy about that. They showed up at Dave Brett's office. Uh, they showed up at different offices all over, Um um, Huckabee's daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, got kicked out of a restaurant uh, recently in Lexington. And the owner of the station, not one of the idiot staff, the owner followed them across the street as they went to another restaurant and berated them through the window of the opposing restaurant across the street. This is how evil and wicked these people are, okay? And, I mean, don't even get me started on mousy tongue, linen, Stalin, Castro, Pol Pot, okay, millions and millions of people that believe in, or even the Democrats when they are uh, Democrats ran the Southern plantations, okay? What are all these in the coalition of evil have in common? And let's not leave out the uh, fundamentalist Muslim uh, nations, okay? They, what they believe in is ultimate power to the state. The people in charge, they tell you everything. In the Muslim case, when to pray, how to pray, how to dress. Saudi Arabia just lifted the rule against women driving. This was just last week, folks. It's 2018. Just last week. I guess what? They want a cookie now? But... um. Just last week, okay? So these people believe in controlling you, okay? Lenin, um, Hitler, okay? And these people, they have universal health care. So on the one hand, they want to control you. On the other hand, they want to tell you it's for your own good because I'm your daddy, all right? So this is what the core, and you have to lump Democrats in to this equation that they believe in top-down controlled by the elite people at the top. And this is why Democrat activists want this type of government. To you and I, this doesn't make sense because, after all, won't they be locking themselves into perpetual slavery if they get this dream that they have of a one-party state? Which is, make no mistake, this is what they want, zero competition. They want to make sure never, ever, ever you have a Republican Party. At that point, it won't matter if we in my coalition in the Republican Party succeed in taking the party over from the low-fat Republicans. It won't matter because none of us will ever get elected. 
okay? Not the grand new Republicans, not the grand old Republicans. None of us will ever get elected because if they get to legalize these 40 million illegals, 80% of them are going to vote Democrat. Game over, okay? Game over. And so this is what these people believe. And historically, if you look at the history of this, this is what they have always believed in, okay? The elite, they hate this notion that the Bible talks about that where the spirit of the Lord is, there also is liberty. They don't want you to have liberty, okay? They don't want the spirit of the Lord. They want what their father wants, which is what Jesus says in the book of John, ye are of your father, the devil, okay? And so they... uh, they and and they hate that people like me preach this. They they hate this, folks. And so what you have to understand is that the that we we have to preach this. We have to do it consistently. You know, the very last thing that St. Paul ever wrote was his 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 second letter to Timothy in which he says I charge thee Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now, this is Paul talking now. I am now ready to be offered. He's about to be killed, folks. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Think about that, folks. Think about that. And I know many of us who are Christians are very, very familiar with that, okay? Are very familiar with that, okay? As a matter of fact, it's often cited at funerals, okay? But look look into it a little deeper, okay? He's talking about people not wanting truth, they don't, they don't want truth. They don't want sound doctrine, what I'm giving you here. I'm reproving. I'm rebuking. And I'm doing so with long suffering. I'm preaching the word. It's not my word. But people are turning to fables. But folks, we can't give up. We can't give up, okay? We can't give up. And no matter what they say or do, no matter what, we have to stay true. We have to work 
we have to fight. Are they going to be violent? Yes, they're going to be violent. This has been written, and it's unfolding before our very eyes. So you all hang in there. Remember now, check us out tomorrow here on The Really Real Deal, our Sunday replay. It will be on 8.20 a.m., not 97.7 f.m. And, uh, and of course, you can always go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and you can check us out there. And, uh, and I, as a matter of fact, I highly encourage you all to do that. And, again, uh, I hate to be repetitive, but freedom is not free. And if you would like to stand with me as a watchman on the wall, you can do so by hitting the donate button. Okay? So anyway, that has to be next week. Same hatchet time. Same hatchet station. God bless you, America. And when you're out there, without care, yeah, I was out of touch. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much.